Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich. And I sometimes have guests, and today I don't. So today um, I almost debated having my daughter on as a guest, and I even at the last minute asked her if she would like to be a guest. And my daughter is six, and she was feeling a little shy today, so today was not her day to be on the radio. However, she was definitely an inspiration for this topic, Um, and the topic today is called, What's That Gooey Thing? So... (laughs) She uh, She's a brilliant little being, and every once in a while, she comes up with the most hilarious things that, uh, just like, out of nowhere, she just comes up with these crazy little things she says, and the one uh, that inspired me was that she was looking at this uh, anatomy photo that we had in our office, and she was asking, do we all look the same when we take our skin off? And my mom said, well, pretty much. And she said, oh, so do we have that gooey thing on that picture? And there was, it was a picture of a male, um, the anatomy of his muscular system. And she was wondering if that thing, that gooey thing, hanging between his legs was something that she had. And my mom said, no, no, that's what boys have. And much to her relief, she was completely relieved that she, she in fact, did not have one of those gooey things. So... Her life was forever changed now that she didn't have to worry about having one of those dangly, gooey things that looked so awkward and odd. So she is totally my inspiration for this show and all the crazy, funny things she says. And then all the crazy, funny things I said as a kid. And how many other crazy, funny things do all of us say when we're kids, when we're totally being curious and... Uh, in the question, because that's what kids do. They're in the question, and they have curiosity all the time. And what if we could approach today's topic from a place of curiosity and question? And what if we could approach bodies with that same energy as children of curiosity? Like, wow, what is that crazy thing? I know that when I was probably little, like three or four, my whole body was fascinating to me, as I'm sure it was for most of us. So, you know, as a little kid, everything, if I had a hole, I needed to shove something in it. So, you know, I had a nose, which was fascinating. And I didn't just put fingers in my nose. I would put cherry pits in my nose because I could just see how many things I could fit in there and how interesting that felt. And I don't know if I was the only kid out there that shoved things in their holes, but, man, I know in my family we have this, like, long line of people who shove things in their body holes <laughs> just just for the fun of it because, man, it's a hole. we got to stick something in it. So uh, somebody on the line said that, that their kid had put a pebble in his ear to see if it would go to the other side, right? Like, we do funny things. Our bodies are fascinating. I, however, never needed an operation like this boy needed an operation. 
and I know, I think I was trying to just see if I could get that, plant that that pit in my nose, because I heard that if you, you know, plant these things, that that it'll grow, um, it'll grow a tree, right? And if I could just have that cherry tree with me all the time, I'd never be hungry. Like, the logic that we have as kids is freaking freaking brilliant, right? Like, we come up with brilliant things, and Ziva coming up with this brilliant uh, thing about the gooey thing between her legs, just, it's had me laughing for, like, over a week now, so... Uh, other than, you know, talking about my kid on a radio show that's normally dedicated to sex, sex and copulation, I thought, well, she is definitely the result of that. So I would like to add her energy into this, uh, and maybe one day she'll actually come in and, and um, play with us on the show. So, yeah, she oh, she's such a riot. So I wonder if you have any really fun conversations with your kids about bodies, because that one just had me laughing and so a lot of later today actually when I was asking her if she would be on my show and she thought that no she couldn't do it because it was just you know too too embarrassed or too shy or something I said oh okay that's fine well I was watching this video on YouTube and it was it was really funny to me it was um, a video of a woman who was giving birth and she gives birth to this baby and this baby is like a computer genius. So he gets out and he has a little, he grabs the his mother's phone or he grabs somebody's phone, he starts taking selfies of himself, rolls off the bed, runs across the floor, finds a laptop and then uploads all of his selfies all over social media. So there's this tiny little baby running around and I'm laughing and Ziva is looking at me like, what's going on? So she comes over to see this video. I said, do you want to see the video? She said, sure. So turned on the video, not really thinking about the fact that this woman is giving birth, that this might kind of open a conversation that I hadn't considered having at that moment. So she's looking at this video, uh, and right at the start of it, the woman's screaming, you know, those birth screams that you always have to see in movies, because nobody could ever have a pleasurable birth in a movie that just wouldn't be realistic in their eyes. So she sees this woman screaming and she starts crying. I said, wow, what's that all about? And she said, turn it off. I said, well, it's like really funny, Ziva. There's a really funny part. Do you want to see the funny part? No, no, I don't. What is that? What's happening to her? I said, well, they're showing her having a baby and not everybody um, goes through this. Not everybody screams like that. And and then she proceeded to ask me, like, well, why would she do that? What's going on? She was very, like, confused. And, and and then as she was asking more questions, I said, okay, well, what is it? Like, what is it that's bothering you? She said, it's the screaming. I said, okay, well, is, did you know that sometimes people scream when their bodies are really happy? And she said, no, it's different. This was different. I said, okay, well, you're right about that. They're trying to show her being in pain. And she said, well... It's not that. Something else, mummy. It's annoying. I'm like, oh, it's annoying. Okay, so what's annoying about it? And for her, she couldn't quite get the words to it. And I had this awareness after that it was like where sometimes we get angry and we think that we're going to anger or it's somebody else's anger that we're picking up on. or um, And sometimes it's this like energy of potency showing up. And also sometimes it's where we're aware of a lie. And so as I was asking the energies, like, what is this? Is she aware of something? Is she aware of a lie that we're all 
basically planted with about pain on this planet. And it was like, wow, is she ever? She's really been implanted with this um, idea that we come in with pain and torture, basically. And um, and she was buying it, and it was affecting her and her body, and she's tearing up. And so I kind of it asked her a lot of questions, and we kind of came out of this whole... Uh, it was almost like a battle in her mind. And we came off the other side, and she then had this fabulous awareness where she said, well, we don't really have to do that. We can do it another way. I said, okay, so what else can we do? And she said, well, there's other ways to get babies, mommy. I said, yes, you're right. So what do you know about that? I said, all babies require two things, parts from a mummy and parts from a daddy. They don't have to be your mummy and daddy, though. They're parts from a boy and parts from a girl, really, and that's okay. And they don't have to be together forever or anything. You don't even have to be together. You just need the parts. She said, yeah, and there's something else. I said, oh, okay. And so out of her great wisdom and awareness, she came up with that she would prefer to rescue babies from orphanages than to give birth, because that didn't look like fun, but it seemed like way more fun to rescue babies from orphanages. I thought, wow, I had no idea where that conversation was going to go tonight, because the start of it was like I'm laughing and all of a sudden we're getting into this like com- seriously deep conversation for a good 20 minutes about body parts about how to create you know how babies are created essentially through sperm egg through you know and I'm having this conversation with a six-year-old which is funny and and then her choice at the end to just have the awareness that she could choose completely out of the box and go rescuing babies from orphanages which I thought wow yep there's always that choice and she also wondered about choosing it. Like, if you choose to be married, do you have to have babies? And I said, no, you don't have to choose to have babies. You can choose, and you also don't have to choose to be married. And this, for her, it, like, opened up her entire world that she could not only have choice about relationship, she could also have choice about procreating. And it was the funniest thing to see her. Uh, it was like everything that she thought was true about men and women in this reality just got shattered and it was like a huge relief for her that she didn't have to buy the lie that you have to be married and you have to do the white pick fence life which is so funny because we spend so much time watching princess movies about fantasy realities and she adores the fantasy realities and yet she was so thrilled that she didn't have to buy into that fantasy that she could actually create her own reality I thought, wow, what would it take for more people and parents on the planet to gift gift their children questions that would gift them awareness that they have choice and that they don't have to, you know, buy this reality's way of uh, creating a future? And what can we, you know, how can we co-create a future with them that is far more expansive and fun for them? So, yeah, that was a totally funny conversation. And I have these conversations with her all the time, and her awareness has just cracked me up. And, and so one of the the things that I thought, okay, well, did I ever have those, like, funny awarenesses as a child? And I know I did. And I know I had funny awarenesses about bodies. And I also know that I had awarenesses as, as a little girl that... Um, that somewhere there's a line that you cross that it's you've entered naughtyville and if you don't cross that line you're okay but as soon as you cross that line 
He adventured Naughtyville. So I know there was quite a few times in my life where um, just like being me and being playful would take me down that road that would lead to Naughtyville every time. So I felt like we could, for me, it was like I could have fun and play, but then all of a sudden grown-up points of view started to influence uh, what I knew was fun and joyful and playful. And so for me, it's one of the things that I am choosing to be more aware of with my daughter is to ask her questions, to allow her to have her own awareness so that I don't impel on her all my points of view that were impelled on, or they're not even my points of view, but impel points of view on her that were um, that were ones that I had impelled on me that I ended up choosing to create my reality from that, right? So she she is like now, I've watched her over the years, so I started out as a parent that wasn't parenting from consciousness. So in the first four years, I was parenting from um, a lot of fixed points of view about what was right and what was wrong and giving her more definitions about what to do and how to do it. And the last two and a half or three years, as I've been playing with tools of access and parenting more from consciousness, um, it it has become so much more fun. Just being with her is so much more fun. And being with other people can be way more fun as well. So um, I'm using my daughter as an example tonight, just because we've all we've we've all been children, and we've and whether we have them or not is irrelevant. But there's this part of us that is so brilliant as children that we've often either shut down or replaced with points of view that other people have put on us uh, at some point when we were being that playful kid. Um, that, you know, we took these points of view that we had entered Naughtyville and we shouldn't do that. That was wrong, bad, and awful. And so we shut ourselves off. So for me, I'd like to, today, bring um, basically like a tax-free zone of entering Naughtyville so everybody can enter Naughtyville in their own way and be totally happy and joyful and do it from a place of consciousness and expansiveness and to be able to ripple that out to all the little beings in the planet too, all the little kids growing up so that we don't have to impel on them crap about things like what their bodies can, can't and should and shouldn't do. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. 
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, everyone. Um, today, and I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and today our topic is, what's that gooey thing? Because, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever had funny, cool questions from your kids, but my daughter comes up with some pretty radically funny questions. So, And then I ask her some pretty radically funny ones back, and we create these amazing conversations that break that actually help us to start to break free anywhere that I had impelled on her um, certain things about what was uh, right or wrong about uh, who she was. Um, so she's six right now, and for the first like half of her life, at least, I was impelling on her what was right and what was wrong. And now for like the second part that I've known her for, so for the last two and a half years, three years, we've been playing with questions more. And so when she's asking me questions like, hey, mommy, what's that? I'll say, what do you know about that? Or, hey, mommy, what's, uh, you know, how how are babies made? And I'll say, what do you know about that, Siva? What do you require to create babies? So today we actually had that conversation. What do you require to create babies? And her awareness was, she doesn't really know, but she knew that that there were people involved and that somehow there's a mummy. She also knew that there was um, chances of being able to get babies in other ways, which is where uh, I was talking about before that she had evaluated and figured out quite quickly that she could go and nurture all the orphans of the world and likely adopt them. So I thought that was a great idea. And I love that, you know, as you don't impel your don't impel anyone, but I'm specifically talking about kids tonight, as we don't impel them with our points of view about what's right or wrong, we can allow them to create a reality for themselves that's far more fun and expansive. And then they can contribute to us by creating these realities that are far more fun and expansive that we can get ourselves out of the stuckness and out of the mud. So it's like this very reciprocal system where creating awareness through questions for a person facilitates that for them and they essentially facilitate that for you as well. I see my daughter as this amazing gift of facilitation for me. Um, you know, there are times where 
the energy can get really intense and I can be like, oh, it's just driving me crazy. Uh, and a lot of times that's where, you know, I'm refusing to step up to the plate and see that I know something, where I'm refusing to acknowledge my greatness that she can see, that I'm not willing to see. Uh, so for me, it's like she she sees me as some kind of superhero uh, at times. And, and then I kind of go, yeah, well, you can't be right about that. But what if what she knows... What if she knows something that I don't know? And what if I actually stepped up to the superhero she thought I was? Maybe I am part that. And what if all of us who are have parents or have had parents and seen our parents as either superheroes or as super losers, but what if there is something in that um, that we're accurate about in that if people could actually acknowledge our accuracy of our knowing could allow us to be that more often and more often and allow them to step up to it more and more and more. So starting with just a few things, like starting with um, just starting with questions for our kids, like if they're starting to feel anything in their body, you know, kids are amazing. We are too. They have these like sponge-like capacities that we also have, but somewhere along the way, um, we've either chosen to ignore it or shut it off or push it down. Or um, I was just at a play last night, The Book of Mormon, and they had this great uh, little ditty in it, and I won't sing it for you guys because, as I've told you guys before, my singing is not cute. Um, but the, in the song, they go, "There's a little, there's a little ditty in it," and they go, "Just shut it off." And it's like everywhere where they had any feelings in the movie, they just shut them off. When the guy was thinking he might be gay, just shut it off. So if, you know, if we could not just shut it off and we could just be aware of it, it would be so awesome. Um, and the the whole, like, thing about shutting ourselves off and shutting other people off by not allowing them their awareness, by telling them what they know or telling them who they are, that is such an unkindness. So I hear people pull these unkindnesses off with each other all the time. And and I especially hear it with kids where people will say, what are you going to be when you grow up? You should be a... And then people will tell them what they could or should be because of something that they saw them do. Um, and my daughter enjoys dancing. Her body enjoys movement. And she's danced since before she could walk. She would hoist herself up onto the sofa, wiggle her body. She, Her body totally had full pleasure through movement. Um, and since this is the pleasure zone, we can derive pleasure from so many things. And for her, it's dance a lot of the time. If she's uh, in a mood where the energy is like stuck and she's like holding on to other people's stuff, uh, usually when she dances, she can release it. So um, that, though, for some people, they've identified her as being a dancer and they've stuck her with it, like, she's going to be an amazing dancer when she grows up. And I'll often say, well, that's interesting. What if she's an amazing dancer right now? And what else is possible for the future? And they kind of go, oh, but she could be a prima ballerina. I'm like, that's nice. And what else is possible? Because if that's what she chooses, that's what she chooses. But let's not stick her with a future that may or may not be the most fun for her if she just likes to dance because she likes to move. And did you ever have that too? Like, did you ever have where you 
as a kid had a talent at something or didn't have a talent at something and we're told, oh, you're an amazing blah, blah, blah. And you go, oh, great. That means I'm going to be a mathematician uh, or a scientist. And then as you get older, you kind of go, well, what else is possible here? Because that didn't work very good for me. So um, we sometimes create these realities for ourselves in our lives that are completely um, they're completely based on other people's points of view about what we're good at or what's what they see is pleasurable for us. So ask yourself what pleases you and what brings your body pleasure instead of relying on other people noticing it in you. So I know I've spent a lot of my life looking for approval from people or somebody to go, wow, you're really great at body work. So the less I'm looking for that approval from others, the more I'm starting to have the awareness that the gift I be, for one, and the gift of the work that I have, the gift of what I offer people, the gift of what the movement um, work that I do offers people, the energy work that I do offers people, um, sometimes, you know, just hanging out. What if I'm just a gift hanging out sometimes? And like, what if you are too? So I know that, I know for me, I've often, um, I've often shut down. As soon as I'm being this gift and I get noticed, or somebody will go, oh, you're doing, oh, look at you, you're being so funny, as if I'm not funny all the time, but I'm not funny all the time, not that anybody is funny all the time. So I... It's like when people have an expectation of me, too, and I don't match that. It's somehow I used to contort my reality and myself so that people uh, would kind of acknowledge me or like me or see me uh, for for who I am, for who I thought I was. But the funny thing is, is that that's not really who I was. That was who I was in 10 seconds. So when I'm talking about my you know, with my daughter and, you know, how I've noticed people kind of sticking her with, hey, you're a really good dancer, you should be a dancer because it pleases her body to have movement. Uh, I try and strain and create all of that for her to give her choice, to give her full choice on what would actually bring her um, pleasure, not just for the moment and what would create a future for her that is far beyond anything that any of us have projected or expected of her. So, if we're if we are doing this for people, if we're doing the projections and expectations of people on people, can you just look at that for a minute? If you do have an expectation of a person, um, and this one is about kids, if you have an expectation about your kids, about how they're to behave, how they're to look, what they're to do, all of that stuff, if you can just destroy and uncreate your expectations of them. What are your expectations based on anyway? Sometimes it's like an ideal perfection, utopian ideal that isn't, uh, it really isn't a kindness to them that you would project your utopian ideal onto them. So open conversation with your kids, open conversation with yourself to actually start to communicate about what it is that uh, not only would bring you and your body joy and pleasure, but also so that you can start to, to just start to step away from um, 
all the all the stuff that we've uh, created as this so-called utopian reality is just not it's not fun for bodies it's not fun for people to be trapped by each other's uh, utopian ideas so um, part of what I want to talk about today was how we can become curious and playful again rather than trying to have expectations of each other so check the energy of what an expectation is and when you have an expectation of somebody is that energy a heavy energy or a light energy so for me when people have expectations of me it is incredibly heavy and I tend to resist and react to it like I will likely not do it and I'll likely screw it up so bad and if there is more of an invitation to choice I'll generally choose that and I'll outcreate anything that somebody had ever expected. So all those expectations, if we can destroy and uncreate all those expectations we have of each other, of our children, that you know, we're the ones who start to create them in their lives, so then they start to have expectations of us. So if we can start as early as possible destroying expectations of each other and starting to open up conversation, whether it's energetic when babies or, you know, as they get older using language or even energy then too, opening the conversation to choose to create out of expectation, more out of what would be uh, curiosity and pleasure. So creating out of question is what it really comes down to. So for me, curiosity um, of a child is like where you're in the question where you're willing to explore where you're willing to be the adventurer where you're willing to go past anything that um, for you was a comfort zone uh, and children are amazing for that they for me my daughter is uh, such a treasure in getting me out of my comfort zone so if you ever really would like to be invited out of your um your comfort zone hang out with a kid for a day if you don't have one and if you do have a child in your life that's close to you hang out with them for a day see how uncomfortable you get and where you're getting uncomfortable because if you are getting uncomfortable around them you need to start asking some questions like what is this that's making me so uncomfortable are they being an energy that you're not willing to be are they being are they willing to play where you're not willing to play are they willing to be curious and check things out when you're not willing to do that. So what if you could be like a kid and start to invite yourself into things, whether, you know, you, you know, whether you're feeling like um, you've been asked or not. So um, sometimes as kids, we'll even just like invite ourselves into parties. I know that I would sometimes do that as a kid. I would see something that was fun and I'd just kind of walk into it as if, these people should choose me. I'm, of course, I'm funny. Like, of course, you're gonna want to hang out with me. So it wasn't until people started to tell me that that wasn't appropriate that I, that's when I stopped doing it. And what if I could actually get back to who that was? Not necessarily back to it, but what if that is part of who I am? Is the person who just goes, "Hey, I'd like to be part of that," instead of um, creating separation all over the place where we do tend to create this like separation um, by not inviting ourselves into things too, thinking that it's somebody else's job to invite us. What if we just go, hey, can I be part of that? And if they say no, not to take it personally. So um, I think we're going to take a little break now.
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today our topic is, what's that gooey thing? Um, a topic inspired by my daughter, who is totally curious and asks lots of questions. Um, today she was too shy to come on the radio, but we're having her energy in the room with us. So she's listening to the uh, my end of the radio and um, going to probably have lots of questions to contribute to me as I'm going on <laughs> the air. You might hear her giggling in the background. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that... Um, Siva, do you have any questions for the radio? Okay, she doesn't know right now. So one day I'd love to have her as a co-host. Do you know what we're talking about? I'm talking about bodies. I'll, I'll think about if I have any questions. Okay, thank you. So she may have some questions, as she was saying. She'll think about that. So um, what what I was coming through uh, on the last uh, part of our conversation was that I was talking about expectations and breaking free from them, but how... Um, how, or, sorry, I'm now, I'm, uh, I've got lots of messages going on here. Um, if, 
first of all, if anybody would like to call in, that would be great. Um, I'd love to speak with people because right now the back end of my system, I can't see any of the chat room. So uh, if any of you would like to call in, I'd love to have you guys live. Hi, Melissa. Hello. It's Christine. Hi, darling. How are you? <laughs> Good. We just love hearing your beautiful daughter's voice. Cute. So do you want to say hi, Ziva? Say hi right there. Hi. Hi, Ziva. <laughs> Christine says hi back. So we're having conversations with Ziva today and about Ziva and about pleasure of bodies and pleasure like where when we were kids, you know, do you remember being a kid? Um, Christine, like when you were a kid, did you ever like do things that were maybe did you get in trouble for them? Like where yeah. you're, yeah, like I remember being a kid and getting caught self pleasuring and like that wasn't cool. And I don't. I don't remember that. I remember um, there was two neighbor girls. We were about the same age. We were probably like three, and we were out on the road. I lived in a little village, and we were out on the road, and we were naked, and we were just running around playing, and we were laughing, and we were just in joy. There was no wrongness to it. There was not like we weren't trying to do it to be provocative. We were just enjoying our bodies. And we didn't even know what we were doing. You know, we were just in that play and curiosity. And I I think it was about that time we must have gotten into trouble for it. Mm. And I think it was about that time that I started to shut myself down as it it pertained to communicating with my body and being free. And the the thing that you said earlier that really struck me was um, when you were talking about when when do we start to shut ourselves down. And you said it was... You you checked on it. It was Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, it was like way long time ago. I felt like we we probably shut ourselves off a really long time ago, and it's like been getting like progressively more shut off. So hmm. it's like the next like the next lifetime we come in, it's like we come in with some awareness, but still, it's like if we were being the infinite being we truly be, we wouldn't have any of that. Uh, those distractions of shame or blame or guilt, and we probably wouldn't buy into them either. So somewhere along some place where, you know, we were all, like, completely obliterated or told that it was our problem that we were completely obliterated might have been part of the start of that shame-blame sort of thing. So I'm wondering if, you know, for me, like, in this lifetime, I remember... Um, I, I actually really remember the when I was uh, shut down, um, and it, it was it was like an affront to my being. I felt like I was in a war with who I was, and that and I was only seven years old, and I remember I was like super playful, super playful with my body, and I was a total nudist. Um, <laughs> and uh, can you imagine? And I remember. Uh, I had a friend over, and she was uh, she was curious. She was curious, like I was curious. And I remember her saying, "Hey, do you do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And I was like, "Wow, I I didn't know that other people touched their bodies like I touched my body. I thought it was like a big, like I was the only one on the planet that ever did this." And then wow. this friend of mine had this vulnerability to like go, "Hey, I do this." I'm like, "Oh my God, so do I." It's kind of like I have Lego, so do I. I'm like holy cow that's so cool that you do what i do um but then what we were what we were doing was that um it became 
it became naughty in some way because we had invited other people, children, in to, um, to play with us. And that wasn't okay. Um, and somewhere it was like, it seemed even energetically I was aware that if it was just me and her, it was going to be okay. And as soon as these other people came into the picture, it was not okay. Um, and it was all of a sudden a big problem. So I don't know if like how many listeners out there as kids, if you were being really super playful and then, you know, other kids wanted to come and play and they were the ones who told on you, got you in trouble. And all you were doing was like being you playful and vulnerable. And then all of a sudden you got in trouble and then shut yourself off because everything about you is dirty, bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you've had that in your life and that's not working for you anymore, can we just destroy and uncreate all of that? Because it's so not working for me in my life anymore. And it's so heavy. I can just feel the energy of everybody just like, oh. Yeah, and how many of us have done that? And who created that friggin' rule that it's not okay to play with each other? Like, who created that rule? Do we actually need to know? Not really, but can we just... No. If, if there's, like, some kind of written law that it, that's not okay, can we just burn it, annihilate it, and, like, start to create something completely different? Because I don't like that rule anymore. Yeah, and how and, how many of us, Melita, w- shut ourselves down as children, and then when it, when it became, quote-unquote, acceptable for us to become physically attractive and touch ourselves and touch other people, that we were so uncomfortable and so awkward, and it created so much um, blockage in in our relationship with our own selves and relationship with our lovers. Oh, it's huge. I remember, um, too, yeah, just talking about that. I think I was in my late teens when I had a boyfriend that... Uh, um, he gave me permission that it was like okay to touch yourself, and I was like, really? I didn't, I didn't know that I'd, you know, I'd even heard kids in high school like just rip on each other about it all the time, just making fun of each other constantly over it, and so I was like, never going to admit that that didn't happen. Especially girls, like girls do not masturbate in high school. Girls don't masturbate till they're 27 or 30. Did you know that? Like, it just doesn't happen. I and don't even think if they that are, I, they're not. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that that's even. I mean, seriously, for my age group, I mean, the, women still blush like crazy. Yeah, right. It's it's like it's our bodies, people. You can blow your own nose. How come you can't <laughs> touch your own? Like, wild. Like. There's more gross stuff coming out of your nose, people, than there is out of your crotch. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. Oh, Lisa, I love you. <laughs> Steve will like that one, too. Steve does, too. Awesome. Hi, Jim. Someone reminds people laugh and makes me laugh. Yeah, when people laugh, it makes her laugh, so that was funny to her. That's awesome. <laughs> but, so, yeah, like, what if our bodies are not so shameful and gross? And um, all those moralities or values or whatever it was that started to be this, um, like an armor that we had to wear to never show who we were. If we started to take off that armor and just started to allow our bodies um, to have pleasure, wouldn't that be fun? Right. And how much of pleasure... I mean, what if it's just laughter even is part of that pleasure? Oh, it so is, yeah. 
Right, like like even being silly. Like, yeah, I said to somebody the other day, one of my favorite things to do is to go to a park and swing. Like, I love Me getting too. up on a swing and swinging and swinging and swinging, and it's so yummy for my body. My body's so happy. Oh, it's super fun. And, like, and going down slides and, like, oh, yeah. all of that stuff that's, like, that, you know, okay, you're growing up now, you can't do that. So, yeah, today's inspiration of, like, what if we could be more like kids in our lives, in the bedroom, how much more Mm -hmm. fun could we have? Like, if we looked at each other's bodies and went, hey, what's that? What's that gooey thing? Hey, cool, can I touch it? Linda, cool. Linda in the chat room says, lots of gross stuff out of our noses. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Less gross stuff out of our crotches, guys, really. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we can go to break, and when we come back, we'll see where this conversation's going. Okay, Melissa. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Emilica Yelenich, and today the talk is, what's that gooey thing? And for those of you who are just tuning in now, that gooey thing, uh, that question came from a daughter who's six, and she was looking at a photo of an anatomy photo, and she wondered if we all look the same with our skin off. And if we do all look the same with our skin off, does she have that gooey thing that 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 uh, being in the picture had, and she was looking at male anatomy. So 
she was really grateful that she doesn't have that gooey scrotum thing that was in the photo and that she's actually really grateful that not only is she a girl and today she figured out and found out and had the awareness that she doesn't have to have babies just because she's a girl so you know there's a lot of things that we've placed expectations on ourselves and projections and we've like taken on projections from other people you're a girl therefore you are to get married and have children what if none of that's true what if you can choose your reality and whatever is fun for you if that means that you know you um, never choose to have children if you choose to have 45 children if you choose to go out and Ziva's great idea was to go and adopt the orphans of the world so what would be fun for you for creating your reality what would be pleasurable and we were talking about before the break pleasure comes in so many ways and what's um, what I really wanted to bring to the table today is like how we can be that playfulness that creativity that expansiveness and that curiosity of children that like when you know when you're with somebody instead of making it all serious like finding a really really serious way to please each other's bodies what if we can make it all about fun and curiosity like hey if I touch you here what does that do hey if I breathe on you here what does that do hey if I lick this what does that do so what if it could be so much more fun and what if you approached all of it with sort of an innocence of curiosity where everything is a question where everything that you're choosing to be with that person is for the very first time even if you've been with them for a year or 10 years or 25 years what if today when you choose to play with their body can be out of curiosity question and playfulness and that when you approach their body it's like hey hey would that be fun what if i just happen to lick the back of their neck seems strange and weird but let's try it oh wow they kind of enjoyed it who knew after 25 years they actually enjoyed that hey what else would they enjoy that I never tried. So if you kind of approach from this place of curiosity, like how many more things will you unravel and discover about you and about them that can it's like bring your relationship back to life in a way that, you know, I often hear people talk about, well, you know, I've been married 10 years, so. And then they create, it's almost like an excuse for having no pleasure in their life or for having... Um, you know, a lack of desire or for their bodies, you know, falling asleep or for, well, you know, I've been married 10 years, therefore having erectile dysfunction is completely acceptable. What if none of that is relevant, true, or significant? And like, what if time, you could be with somebody for 10 years or you could be with somebody for two weeks and you can still have that intimacy that um, you could have as if you've known each other an entire lifetime or lifetimes? You can have that intimacy, you can choose it through vulnerability, and you can create a space of playfulness and uh, curiosity that can be so much more fun. Just like when I was talking about when I was a kid and I tried to shove things in every hole of my body. And I'm talking like literally every hole of my body. I just gave you guys the nose example of shoving cherry pits up my nose, but I also remember thinking, what would it be like to be a boy? So I would try and see what would it be like if I put some soap into my crotch and act like I had a penis. Well, that didn't work so hot for me because I, at the age of four, didn't really consider how to get the soap out of there. So, ah, it kind of led to some pain. But I did learn that maybe uh, it was okay to be a girl. And still that kind of curiosity about, like, what would it be like to do this? or what? I never was really um, 
I think what what it was was that I always maintained my curiosity, even though it was kind of hidden. I wasn't really willing to show it to people. So just like that vulnerability of not necessarily always willing to show um, what was enjoyable to me because, you know, the few times in my life that I did that and, say, got caught or whatever, as if what I was doing was totally naughty. And um, so and in those times when I got caught uh, and then I shut down, it's not like I abandoned all of that stuff. It's that I never allowed myself to be vulnerable enough to admit that I, I liked it, chose it, would do it, would do it again, would do it in 35 different ways, like none of that. So it was something that I was completely embarrassed by, even though, you know, later on in life, you know, finding out that, hey, you know, so me and this friend, wow, this friend touches herself too. Oh my God, we're not the only two women on the planet that do this. It was like a revolutionary thing to me that uh, we were not the only two people on the planet that did this. So um, in the last two minutes, I'd like to give you guys a really quick um, brief on what's going on with me in the next month. I've got a lot of classes coming up. And so in the la- in uh, the next few weeks, I've got, uh, actually this Thursday, I've got an energetic face list coming up. If you'd like to come to that class, it's on an evening, a Thursday evening. Um, it's in a little town. It's a couple dri- hours drive from Toronto, but it's well worth the drive and could be a lot of fun to hang out with you for the evening. Um, I've also got bars classes coming up. I've got one scheduled for December 13th, and I'd love to have you guys at it. Everybody and anybody I'd love to have at that class. As of January 1st, prices are going up So for classes. So I invite you guys, if you'd really like to learn bars, find a facilitator near you and ask them to facilitate a class for you before January 1st so you can get the deal of a lifetime before the prices go up. Um, Contact me on my website at www.milicajelenic.com. That's www.milicajelenic.com. Thanks, guys, and I hope to hear from you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Jelenic will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.